Hey there, beautiful souls. I'm Colleen Lockoff. And I'm Meredith Lockoff. And welcome to Spiritual Sisters with Sass, the podcast where two sisters with a passion for spirituality and a touch of sass come together to explore the exciting world of self-improvement. That's right, Colleen. We embarked on this incredible journey together, diving into different self-improvement techniques, yoga practices, and a whole array of life experiences. Yeah, and through it all, we've managed to create lives that are abundant, happy and constantly evolving. It's been a wild ride, hasn't it, Meredy? You bet, sis. We've got two very different perspectives on life, but that's what makes this podcast so special. I'm all about diving in head first into life's adventures and embracing every challenge with a bit of sass. Well, Colleen here, she's got her own unique approach. Yep, that's me. And I'm all about the yoga, mindfulness, and finding my zen. And together we make the perfect balance. So whether you're looking for some wisdom, a few laughs, or just some heartfelt stories, you're in the right place. We're here to share our personal experiences and insights with you, all while exploring the wild and diverse world of self-improvement. Grab your headphones and get ready for a fantastic journey with us. Spiritual Sisters with Sass is here to uplift, inspire, and keep it real. Thanks for tuning in, lovely listeners. Let's dive in spirit and sass. Here we go. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Uh, Today, we are looking at a lesson of the conscious and the subconscious mind. I mean, I created this around what is getting in the way of your business, but really like how we do anything is how we do everything. So it's a really foundational piece to looking at like why we attract in what we attract in, why we act the way we act, um, why we don't take compliments, like really diving in. So for anyone that's catching this podcast by listening, well, I'll explain the best that I can the presentation. Also, please check out our YouTube or Spotify podcast. It shows you like the video aspect of things. And we'll put a link to this lesson as well if you want to open it and check it. Uh, but really, this is this is this is us. So what we're going to do is actually coach Meredy through this practice of recognizing self and all the parts of self because the transformation really happens in sharing, right? Whatever goes on with Meredith goes on with all of us. Literally same story, different narration. So by her really diving deep into what her stories are, it's gonna support you in recognizing what your stories are. And you can always write things in comments um, below the podcast and we can look at them and get back to you if that's what you're looking for in support. Absolutely. So really where we start is like looking at us now, like this is a picture of us and it's a big head with a little body, right? And the big head is broken up into like the upper part being the conscious mind, the lower part being the subconscious mind, and then the body. Because we're living in a world where it's not bullshit. We are energy, 
Like everything about us is energy. If I take a piece of my desk and put it under an electron microscope, because that's the smallest we can see is electrons, right? The, uh, what I'll see is vibrating atoms. And because we've agreed, remember physics, we've agreed that like, you know, atoms packed this way equals solids, atoms packed this way equals liquids, and you know, them a couple just dancing around is gas. Then if I take a piece of my skin and put that under a microscope as well, it's going to look the same as what's under the desk, like the desk, what's under the microscope, because we're both solids. So it's quite interesting that we then involve a nervous system to kind of like change things. So if my thoughts are energy, because they are, because I need to use energy to create them, have them, make them, implant them, whatever they are, then that means that that energy then just changed everything, right? And we'll look at how the thought comes into the conscious mind. If we're emotionally attached, it makes its way into the subconscious mind, and there's nowhere else for it to go except to be expressed physically from the body, because energy is always in motion. Right. When I come down to the base of everything, remember physics, the only laws in the world that haven't been proven wrong are the laws of physics. And I will constantly go back to them to to really like this isn't just a bunch of made up bullshit. So if we break it down to like, what are the minds? You know, when I ask, where do you think your mind is like, Meredy, where do you think your mind is? In my head. Right. People put, point to their head. So. If we look at your mind, we have two parts to the mind. We have the thinking mind, the educated mind, like the intellect. That's our conscious mind. It can not, or it chooses whether it accepts or rejects a thought, okay? Then we have the subconscious mind and the subconscious mind is your emotional mind and it cannot reject, it can only accept. It cannot determine the difference between what is real or what is imagined. So if we start with you being a baby, did you ever like take time to think like, oh, I wonder how this other person will feel if I do this? <laughs> no. Right? Because up until about the age between nine and 12, we don't have a conscious mind. We don't have a thinking mind. We don't think for ourselves. So imagine the baby mind is the subconscious mind and it's just an empty vessel. It's empty and it's ready to be filled with all the bullshit that your parents have to pass on to you, <laughs> right? Like think about this for a minute, like everything that you believe, everything that is of value is uh, like a mission statement, your like ideas, uh, um, Vishen Lakiani calls it the rules, the bullshit rules, right? It, we have them around our genders. We have them around societal rules, our cultures, like uh, anything. We have rules and those rules were all shared to us by our parents. Every single thing you believe you were taught. There's like not one thing that you really came up with on your uh, on your own. And that's a little bit like terrifying, really, because if you think like think about your parents and your parents, I mean, the thing is that you can like then dislike them or just recognize like they were also taught. 
right? As adults, we do get to choose. That's why we add the conscious mind. But as children, we don't know. So our parents probably unconscious because a lot of the baby boomers are, and I hope nobody gets mad at me about this, but <laughs> it is what it is. Like there's a lot of unconsciousness in the baby boomer world and the, our world or generation is waking up yet our children have woken up even more even though we can be super judgy about how lazy they are or whatever the story is around that so the baby and then we taught our kids everything that we believe like we didn't even know that we believe what we believe and that it was taught to us right it's like I always say imagine the day remember the day that you were taught to put on your pants right? Do you remember the day? No, no, because there wasn't a day. Like you were born. And then people started putting pants on you. <laughs> like, and they put them on the way they put them on, grabbed your little foot, put it in the sleeper, grab the other foot, put it in the sleeper, like, or just didn't whatever you wore dresses, always like, chances are you were put in pants regularly at some point, you were aware of more than just yourself. And so you watched your parents put on their pants, right? They also put your pants on and you became more and more independent. So then it was like, lift your leg, put it in here, right? And then at some point you wanted to put on your own pants. There wasn't just one day that your parents were like, this is how you do it. No, it was watching, interacting. And this is, this is what's filling the baby mind. It's not just your parent coming and being like, money doesn't grow on trees, even though that's part of it. This, your, your mind can't accept or reject. It doesn't know anything else except what it's being told. So we have not only parents, but, you know, we have uh, grandparents, we have police, government, society, you know, we have school, there's a lot kind of like filling our mind with different opinions. And these become our values, our beliefs, our morals, and our self-image. I have coached a lot with Bob Proctor. He calls it your paradigm. In yoga, it's called your ego. This idea formed of who you are is created by the people that raised you. So whatever it is that your parents thought about money, is implanted in your subconscious mind. So let's just talk about our parents as a general whole from what you remember, what was it, what was it like growing up when we were young? Oh, it was, it was um, money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work hard. Um, people are thieves. Um, like, like money was hard to get money was hard to hold on to money was hard to make all of the things money was hard overall money was hard I remember being on welfare I remember not being able I mean I was called welfare ass in school yeah. because we wore like Lee jeans instead of Levi's um I remember that uh, when we were young young like we couldn't eat sometimes like we would have to eat macaroni and cheese because I mean that was expensive it was pancakes Fair. usually because that was the cheaper one but yes and because our parents needed to get a new part for the car so it could make yeah. a car show or they could yeah. race or a race yep because that's where they would also make bets to get money so then your self-image 
right? Which we spent a little bit of time talking about the other day or pretty much in every single podcast, I would say. (laughs) So what do you think that you got based on, think about this, up to about nine to 12? We've already talked about this. What do you think the input for you was around your self-image? I'm going to say it was mostly around the way I looked. And it was, oh, Meredith was so pretty and Meredith should be a model. Right? And then also, let's just talk about mom saying things Mm. about, like, you being conceited as well. Because that counts, too. To, like, a child hears that. And then they make that, like, also, I'm a liar as well. How beautiful I am. But also, it's bad for me to love myself. Yes. Yes. So... 9 to 12, boom. Okay, cool. We now have like your self-image, your beliefs, your morals, everything, your core values. They're all cemented in there. And you have no fucking clue. So let's move (laughs) into the world now, right? So now here we are again with the conscious, the subconscious mind, and the body. So as I mentioned, right, it comes in the conscious mind is the thinking mind. You know, I could say to you, Meredy, you are the most beautiful person in the world. Meredy, you are the most terrible person in the world. And your conscious mind is going to either take both comments, reject both comments, like whatever it is. So tell me, how does it feel when I say, Meredy, you are the most beautiful woman in the world? I feel like it's bullshit. Okay. Okay. And if I say you're the most terrible person in the world, where does that go? I also feel like that's bullshit. Okay, great. Great. So when we either accept or reject, when we are emotionally connected, we will accept the conscious thought. And then what happens is that will move through the subconscious and into the body and you will radiate that. Um, physically so you know I, I just think about times when I've been like single and I'm working out and I'm taking care of myself and I get into routine and I feel good it's like I, I can't even walk down the street without people being like whoa whoa or like people commenting on you look so good or like whatever other times when I feel like shit people are like are you okay 100 percent, and I just went through this so yeah 100 percent feeling example. sick and being ill I look at the same person in the mirror and even though I don't necessarily look super ill I I feel like I look like shit so we have thoughts coming to us all the time uh they're external right they're usually from other sources in fact uh it's said and I don't know the legitimacy of how many thoughts we have per day but I've heard like upwards of 60,000. And then what I've heard is like also about 55,000 of those you had yesterday and the day before, and even when you were six years old. So you've been, you're not even thinking, you're actually just like processing mentally the same thing over and over again, which is, was very like, whoa, no wonder I shit talk myself when I'm quiet. This is why meditation is helpful. It's not to get rid of the thoughts. It's to become aware of what the fuck the thoughts are in your head. Yes. So based on your subconscious beliefs, this is what you accept or reject. So if somebody says to you, like, you're a welfare ass, 
I mean, to me, that would work. <laughs> you, but you had the same childhood and express somewhat similar. Like you have bougie tastes or like you can't get that. We can't afford that. You're not worth um, eating well <laughs> because the car's more important or whatever that story is. Not saying that our parents ever said that to us. It's nope. not what is yeah. said. It's what's demonstrated. And then what a child then sees based on what's demonstrated so we make up our own stories here based on what we've been taught so yeah you're 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 so beautiful you're so beautiful oh Meredith's so beautiful oh Meredith's so beautiful oh Meredith's so conceited those you'll let in right but if some someone says something else that you don't believe like oh you can do anything and you're 12 years old and we've just been told like you can't afford that that's a waste of money are you going to accept that thought absolutely not no we can't do whatever we want i i have to fucking eat pancakes because my parents need a, a part for their car i'm not important so if we look at just in general let's just like zoom back out and look at the population of the world 99 percent of the population of the world that has ever existed is ignorant and this fits in yoga with like the kleshas the kleshas are like the obstacles to happiness or the reasons that we're suffering and the very first one is that we're ignorant we're ignorant to who we truly are so 99 percent of the world of the population of the world that's ever existed is completely ignorant to who they are if I say you are God, right? Do you think you're going to accept or reject that? Like, <laughs> reject. Yeah, yeah, that fucking triggers yeah. so many people, me even just saying that word. Now, that yes. being said, like that, that universe, God, energy, just being whatever it is that you think it is, because I'm, I'm just bringing up like mm, the immediate, like, fuck you. Well, guess what? In yoga, they say, if you don't think you're God, you've forgotten who you are. Now you've now you're attached to your ego. You think you're your ego. When you're in your ego, you're attached. You are averse and you fucking have fear. And so you're going to suffer. So in order to stop doing all that, you have to remember that you're God. So 99% of the population of the world, even when they're presented with these facts, are like, fuck you. You're full of shit. You said God. I'm out. Yeah. That's a negative mindset. <laughs> This is this wording was prior to like toxic positivity. This was prior to high vibe and low vibe. This is like for real a negative mindset. And what you're gonna let in in a negative mindset is worry, shame, and doubt. Fuck when I was back in Canada, not this time, but the last time I was watching the news, I was with you. We were watching the news, we were having breakfast in a fucking holiday inn or whatever. And it was like, this afternoon, we're being invaded by an atmospheric river. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean we're being invaded? And there's an atmospheric river? And then I like asked somebody later and they're like, it's going to rain. Are you kidding me? So I, I remember in that moment, I was like, oh my God. So the fear has made it to the wet. Because, you yeah. know what, that's what feeds us. We're like, oh my God, this afternoon, invaded. Remember, in Untethered, <laughs> it talks about like, if it, if it rains, let it rain. <laughs> yep, yep. 
So why, why do we let in worry, shame, and doubt? Because we have a mindset of fear. Like emotionally, we're attached to being fearful. That's what we believe. You have to be. We've already been taught this. We are, we are like you and I specifically, in our 40s, are children of children of the Depression. Like our grandmother was four in World War II, right? Yeah. So she's even a child of the, she's a child of the depression and the child of people who were like trying to support their families in the depression. So yeah, you can see how that fear, and just let's just talk about Catholicism. Like that was very fear-based way to like control people or whatever. So that's why we'll just automatically, without even being aware or present, conscious to the conscious thoughts, we'll let in fear, worry, shame, and doubt. So as I mentioned, it's going to express its way in through the body. So how are we going to express that out physically? It's with anxiety. And if you're anxious, are you like, okay, I'm going to fully embrace this? <laughs> <laughs> not even a little right you're gonna suppress it you're gonna go see your doctor and get some medication or medicate yourself with whatever that looks like drugs yeah. alcohol and when we suppress we depress so we depress our entire nervous system which is a huge part of our physical body and that means in depression because the body isn't supposed to be depressed we will be in dis-ease. We will not be at ease. And when we're in dis-ease, the body disintegrates. So, you know, actually like Bible, biblic times talk about people being the age of 900 years of age. Wow. Yeah. Why did we even at some point 40 was old? Like we are old timers in like the, you know, the depression. We're past era. our halfway, essentially. <laughs> So we physically disintegrate and part of, you know, some of the conversations around anatomy and physiology is like the body's actually not meant to age the way that it does. So why does it? And the idea is that because we're here, right? And in biblical times, it was a way more enlightening time. You know, I don't think the Bible's bullshit as we're going to move over into this. It's just like, who translates it for you? Just like I'm translating right now right? How do you know what to believe? So we've got the 1%. And I mean, the 1%, why I said biblical times is like Jesus Christ was the 1%. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like I've spent years as a theology student in university studying religion. But what I do know is like Jesus isn't God. Yeah, I know that he's taken as God in is is some people, and that's up to you, like whatever it is that you want to believe in that. But like what I know is Jesus was a man and he wasn't mm -hmm. a god. And this is like pre-science time of like knowing if somebody's really dead or not, and like different things. And what we do know, quantum physics-wise, is what you believe is like is true for you. So yeah, you could walk on water. And I know that there's other like um breakdowns of what was really going on there that are very interesting to hear as well but like really if I believe I can walk on water I could probably walk on water yep right let's so, talk about that Chris guy 
What Chris guy? He levitates. The, that, the, ma- the magician guy who levitates and does all sorts of things. I can't remember his last name at the moment. Oh, Chris Angel? He believes he can and he does. That's it. He believes he can and he does. Yeah. I don't know about him specifically, but there are yogis out there in this modern time that do that kind of shit that actually like levitate so if he's one of them i mean that's great buddha is a one percent knowledge and that's knowledge is knowing not he he has a fucking university degree it's like the knowing that he is god so there you go like in me saying jesus christ isn't god it's like i'm also completely contradicting myself because in the non-dualistic perspective there is no difference between myself and god there's no difference between myself and you there's no difference between myself and anybody else or the earth we are all one and there's the one percent that know this at their core and what do i mean by core subconscious mind so when they allow thoughts in those are thoughts of understanding right don't think that like also we're not ever in knowledge do you know times when i'm saying things and you feel it in your body you're like yeah i know what you're saying like i feel it like to truly know is to feel it embodied so it's not like you know where we are ignorant because we're not enlightened but we're also yeah. not a hundred percent like constantly in ignorance it's like a scale right we have things where we're like oh a remembering of like i already know this so when we come from a place of understanding it's because our subconscious belief is rooted in faith and when we are in an understanding of faith we will feel like physically well-being in my opinion i call this being in flow because there's been times where it's just like i know I know yeah. financially I'm good. I know spiritually I'm good. I know romantically I'm good. I'm not fucking cocky about it, but I know. No. And then it just keeps coming. It's like people are like, oh my God, I want, I love your vibe. I want more of what you've got. Let me sign up. Like, blah, blah, blah. Take my money. <laughs> yeah. And when we're in well being, then we'll express that. We won't hold it in. We won't try to be like, oh my God, I'm too happy. you'll be like i'm fucking happy you could be too (laughs) yeah so that expression is in happiness and when we're happy we're at ease right it's rare that we're like in a great place and sick at the same time the body is at ease and when it's at ease then we're in creation so this is like the overall thoughts now the work here in this diagram is to come up with like what are your core thoughts or beliefs about yourself and there's about three of them i did this in date with destiny with tony robbins was like coming up with like what are your three core thoughts or stories that are actually determining what you let in and what you reject without being consciously present to it so what do you think your stories are based on us being raised i think probably one of the most powerful ones that i have is 
the same one as most of us have. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to deserve all the riches. I'm not good enough to deserve the love that I want. I'm not good enough to receive the things that I want. I'm not good enough. Great. I love this. Now, where did it come from? What's the memory? So we could do a thing here that it looks like, okay, get into the feeling of I'm not enough. Feel that in your body. I've been and feeling it, that lately with this whole dating thing. So okay. that's not hard well, to then get let's into. Do it. Specifically, right now, you're not feeling good enough for the love that you deserve. So I want you to yeah. close your eyes, roll your shoulders down your spine and feel that, like get into it, let it in. You're not good enough for the kind of love that you want. Oh, this is such a gross feeling. Great. It's so gross, so gross. Where do you feel it in your body, physically? I feel it all across my chest, my what heart. does it feel like? A little bit of my throat, but mostly here in my chest. Um, it feels heavy. Mm. It feels sad. I feel slumped. Okay. Dark. Okay. Great. So I Icky. want you to like, like just... amplify it, build it up, like make it more, like feel grosser, darker, heavier, more and more and more like fuck, 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 fuck all the people, not all of them, but the people that are coming in. What is it that you're feeling? Let it up. And then now I want you to tune in and tell me the earliest memory you have of feeling this in your body. Oh, this is interesting because I don't remember. I want to say that when we have these conversations, I don't typically remember much before, say, five. And the one I just got, I want to say I was like, I want to say three-ish. That's the number that's coming to my head. Um, somebody told me I was beautiful, and I feel like I started like a prancing like, look at me, look at me. And mom was like, okay, enough. You're not that great. That kind of like, like, like backhanded comment that she would make that reminded me that I'm not allowed to like myself, that I'm not allowed to feel that way, that I'm not good enough to be spoken to that way. I feel like she turned and said something to someone. I don't know what the words were, but she turned and said something to someone about filling my ego up making me conceited. Hey, so the, oh. <laughs> the that, that's great. Thanks. Anyway, I think that was God. God was like, you got it. You nailed yeah. it. <laughs> You're laughing because uh, Meredith's video just like had a bubble and a thumbs up right after she said it's that. part of the new iPhone update apparently. Yeah. And it just gave us, yeah, a nice <laughs> thumbs up. So here's what I'm hearing. Not that I'm not good enough, because I do believe that's the core of all the thoughts, but there's specific stories. And this was, you're not that great. Yeah. You're not Don't think great. you're that great. And every day, and you know what, actually, that really does, that resonates hard with me because every time I start to really like myself or start to believe, it's because every time I start to really like feel good about myself or feel like I'm doing the work and, and like, I like who I'm becoming and, you know, I like the person that I am and, you know, look at me go. It's like, well, who are you to like yourself that much? Who are you 
to um, like look at you go, you need to shish your face. And in so many ways, I feel like I also, like as we're talking about this, I also feel like I encourage the universe to come in and bring people in who will tell me, who the fuck do you think you are? Who the fuck do you think you are? So there's your first thought. Yeah. And that is pretty huge for like who you draw in. They're going to knock you down levels. So attraction wise, because this brings up like you've been dating. Yep. The experience yeah. hasn't been great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I interject that I'm like, Meredith, you're attracted to fucking douchebags. All, <laughs> all she does is send me a picture and I'm like, are you fucking kidding? That's a douchebag. Like, that's a no. And I know that's very judgmental of me. I'm a yogi. I'm not supposed to have any judgment, but I fucking do. And you're, attracted you're human. To, <laughs> you're attracted to douchebags. And so we started and diving when I look at it. Yeah. And then I started to look at it and I realized I kind of am like, if they look and <laughs> what's interesting about this, what's interesting about this is that like, she's like, okay, so you're attracted to douchebags. I'm not going to lie. There's like a piece as I'm looking at the guy, I'm like, you kind of look like a douche. Okay. Maybe I'll give you a chance. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know what that also piece is. And it doesn't surprise me as we started to dig into this, that piece is also like my savior piece. Um, look at what I do for a living. I help people. I help people change their lives with addictions. So I think maybe I can change you. <laughs> and then we really dug into that piece of like, well, where was the douchebag? And really, my dad was a douchebag to women. I want to say, and when I say this, I want to say that he was a douchebag to women except us. Now, am I wrong in saying that when you, do you feel about that? I think you're wrong because I think like the joke telling us about the useless skin around the vagina being a woman, he had women daughters. Like that's a douchebag thing to teach a woman. I, I don't disagree. I don't remember his, I don't remember him he having watched, that conversation with us. He watched inappropriate shows in front yep. of us. Yep that's just showing us that sex is fucking nothing and that you need to be a he treated way. women like they were objects he would have women pose with his cars even though he was married even though he was things married, like that and put them in mom's lingerie and then would be like what the fuck is your problem while she wasn't yeah. there by the way it's not like he was like, oh, listen, I want to do a photo shoot with this super hot chick and have her wear your lingerie at our house. He was like, he would do that and then get busted because he had photos of it. That's douchebaggy. Hugely douchebaggy. Like hugely douchebaggy. Okay. There you go. So now the idea is like we do inner child work because we're not just like bringing it up. Here's your story. Get over it. Fucking because we can continue on or not. And that's totally fine. But like, so you're three. So your paradigm around picking men is fucking three years old. You don't want a three-year-old to pick out your partner for you. Right? So the three-year-old first has to be healed. Oh, babe, like, what did she need to hear? You, you aren't that great. 
Well, that leads into the, where I was, nothing I ever did was good enough as well. Like when I would put the effort into getting an A plus, it still wasn't good enough. So why bother putting the effort in? So I just put in the basic effort, which would give me those 85 to 90% anyways. So that's the second story. Anything you do is not mm -hmm. good enough. Yeah. Interesting. And actually, <laughs> go figure as you pull these stories, how you'll also then find the stories that go along with those. Because I feel like that goes along with a lot of the, well, I mean, when I say a lot of the relationships, I've been in what, three long-term relationships in my entire life. Um, but in, I'm definitely going to say, no, in all three of them, in all three of them, there was a huge piece of nothing I do will ever be good enough. And I mean, as we say that, all three were douchebags. Now, I'm not cutting down everybody when I say this, um, because my ex-husband was a good man when he was a good man. Our relationship was good when it was good. Um, my side of that in looking at do I date douchebags, he was where I started my journey of, but I can change you. Because he was a douchebag. I, I don't know if you remember that. He was he was a player. He was a douchebag. In fact, in the beginning of our relationship, I think I found out that he we weren't even really together. But then this girl shows up and wants to kick the shit out of me because he's been seeing her. Do you remember that? Yes. And um, and so then I almost got my ass kicked for for her or for, for him and his actions. Yeah, you and knew. I had no idea she even, yeah, and I had no idea she even existed. Um, so he was a total douchebag. Who Let's who, also look at this because I think nowadays they call them fuck boys. Okay. And in the 90s, like our term is douchebag. So, I mean, yeah. it seems like almost fuck boy player. carries less of a player, carries less of a, like, a meanness than douchebag but like literally it's the same it's a fuck boy yeah. a player yeah so we don't hate and so, the player we hate the game that's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure yeah and so it's just really interesting because he was totally that player but then I changed him didn't I because I got him to marry me we were together for nine and a half years and I was the one who ended it and he still blames me for ending it and still has you know he's still angry about that in some ways um, so it's just interesting how that was my first one I was going to change. My second one was a fuck boy and a half. Oh, here goes my thing again. He was a fuck boy and a half. He was, he was the, like, the player of all players. Like, without a question, I don't, he cheated on me many times and then would convince me to come back. Um... And then my third one was the exact same. Like, holy shit, you guys. This is so funny because it was the exact same story. And let's get into the second one because the second one decided to change as well. He proposed to me. He was proposing to me because he was going to change and come clean with me about cheating on me. 
Except I came to him with the girl instead and said, now you can't lie to me because she's sitting beside me. So what are you going to do? And then showed up and was like, I have this ring and I was going to propose and tell you the truth. Then we look at the one that I was just with. And as I ended it the very last time, there was that piece of, oh, well, I have a ring for you when you're ready for it. So the one thing that I chased from them, I want to say also was that ring because it was the one thing that they would never do. And that's also not what I want. I know that I am capable of being an amazing girlfriend and I am capable of so much love and I would be super grateful to be able to be loved the way that I love someone. And that's what I'm looking for now. I mean, if I can yeah, be the devil's her. advocate, <laughs> give her is a Canadian word, everybody for like, go for it <laughs> <laughs> or going really fast. Um, is okay. also in these converse in these conversations I just want to say when I'm saying these things about these people I'm not saying them to just totally be an asshole there was good pieces to these otherwise we, I wouldn't have been with them for long periods of time right so I'm not trying to say I'm just we're looking at the negative side of this in this conversation and how these things have impacted me and are impacting me moving forward yes Yes. Okay. So, now I just want to what, put that out there. What I love is like, you're like, I want someone who loves me the way that I love them. And what you said that was consistent with each person was you wanted to change them. Yes. So your love was that they weren't actually good enough the way they were. They <gasps> needed to be different. Ooh, you guys hear that shit? <laughs> And you know, what's interesting is one of the conversations I've had with like a few of my clients recently is, and even with my daughter in her relationship was, can you be with this person just the way they are though? Because if not, and that's something I've been reminding myself of in, in this online dating thing is if I'm already looking at them and wanting something to change, then I need to get away from this because this is clearly not what I want. Um, so that hits really hard because that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't until you said it. You just kept saying it, and then I'm like, "Oh shit!" Well, and, and it's like, and it's love. absolutely true. Look at how I love. And I'm like, "Wait, though, yeah." I love you if only. Therefore, I don't love you because I don't love myself. Because at the core of it, is like you're who the fuck you're do you think you not, are? Yeah, you're actually not that great anyway yeah okay so that's why you're attracted to douchebags <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah so i can try and find a way to change them yeah because, i don't really I mean, like imagine me. somebody came up and was just like Mary, you're fucking amazing are you gonna let that in i mean when i hear that i'm i want to say that there's times that i do like i it's very contradicting for me because right. There are times where like you say it and I will absolutely take it in if I'm feeling like I'm amazing. I also if I'm not know, feeling. I also want to know who are you taking it in from? Who is saying that to you? In general. Like, you mean you know, now? Like yeah, in, let's in, not as an say adult? Like Lindsay, let's just talk about like in general, if somebody says that to you right now, who is that? Oh, oh my God. You guys random strangers which is exactly the same as when we were kids random people not people with any meaning to me 
because it'll be, and not, I shouldn't say that because they they do have meaning to me because they're my clients. So again, when we're saying these things, it's not, it's not, we're digging into the grossest side here, you guys. But when I say that, like these, my clients will tell me like, you're the most amazing human being, man. Like you're a healer and your laser is really just your tool. And I am like, yes, 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 yes. Cause I'm helping you change your life. Yeah. So even with Lindsay, when she says it, I can take it because I see the impact I've had on her life. So when I've had an impact on someone else's life, I can accept your feedback. When I've had a positive impact on someone else's life, I can, I can, I feel like I can take your feedback. Also when strangers will tell me, because like you said, walking down the street, someone pulls me and says, wow, I just, this whole thing works for me. You're glowing and vibrating just beauty. I can accept that. I feel like maybe there's a piece of it that's like, I can accept it from them because they're not going to hurt me. I, I, I got another, just another hit. Right. At the same time. Okay. Tell me what you're saying is I can take it from people in whom I impact. If we change impact to change. So you take it from people who will change. And that could just be minor. Remember, these are very subtle, like energetic shifts. It's like, if you- What could that mean? You're only going to take it from people that actually make the fucking, that do the change. Now, how many times does that work out in the beginning? But as you get closer, if they just go on about their day, that's great. And you're like, look at, this is awesome. If they become your friends and then you stay as real as you fucking are right now, right then when you said that and they're like, oh my God, you're amazing. Does it stay that way? Or do they start fucking calling you out like you're a bitch? There's definitely a combination of both for sure. Yeah. Hmm. And then that doesn't work for you anymore. And then you're like, everything that they've ever said is actually nil and void because they're full of shit. So, I mean, the piece that comes back down is always the world is a mirror and everything personal responsibility wise is like for you to look at. And the piece that's coming up is like, you yourself are lacking integrity because you don't love yourself. Like, I know you're doing the work, and I also know that the work takes a long time, right? But at the heart of it, when we we're talking about like, why are you like, why are you in this situation? You've dated a few people. It hasn't turned out really great. I asked you today in our pre-catch up, like, how are you? How was your experience of dating? And you're like, not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh-huh. That, That's like the reflection is that like, honestly, and I felt this when I got into my relationship with Rafa, I was like, fuck, man, I'm so sorry, because I thought I was ready. And then I'd spent all this time healing and being in a relationship just brought up so much more shit. Security. I was like, fuck, I'm a mess. Yes. I spent three years working on myself. Yeah. 
sure. like working on myself and my business. And now yeah. suddenly I'm having to look at myself in different ways. Yeah. It's also the next so part that's really interesting. to be healed. Like this is it. Like yeah. you're yeah. going to attract in people. Like you say, I want the love of my life. The universe is like, okay, here's why you don't have the love of your life. Number one, you fuck with douchebags. <laughs> Number two, you don't love yourself. Number three, you try to change people. So you purposely pick not the right guy because the right guy isn't someone that you change. The right guy shows up just as he is. And this isn't, I mean, like I got the right guy and it's, it's not fucking rainbows and butterflies. I'm still like, dude, what the fuck? And I can't be like, you need to change this, this, and this. I mean, I do yeah. think that, like, I watch, I'm, I've been watching uh, Temptation Island. I, I'm going to tell you, this is the most brilliant show I've ever seen. You want to talk about, like, the psychology of people. This show is fucking brilliant. I've seen people go in and, like, be pulled out of manipulation like I've seen people go in thinking they're so strong and then they just like break like this has been such a great show and it's like recognizing these like repeating patterns and over and over again people actually looking at themselves and that's a huge piece is like pulling in not the right person and Mark Wahlberg not like the Marky Mark but like another TV host he he shit I totally lost it fuck 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 (laughs) he said that's what he said he said um when two people were talking about like loving each other but things weren't like she didn't like this and he didn't like that he said that's called incompatibility and I was like whoa what hit me was they still love each other love does not equal compatibility and then if we start to break down love do they even love each other But like, that was a huge piece for me of like, wait, like if this isn't working, it's not because I need to change my partner. It's because we're incompatible. And I'm not really willing to work this out. I'm just going to bitch at someone for the next 11 years about the same thing over and over again. And he's going to fucking hate me and not change it. Yep. Hello, unconscious relationship 101 break the fuck up you're incompatible I'm, I mean also like I'm not the poster child for for happy marriage <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is interesting it's interesting so back to like where we were is like the piece of you have to heal the three-year-old and then remember it's not just like you were three and then you're all good no you've you made the story when you were three and now you've been accepting thoughts that have proven that core belief right up until now so every year every age you let in the same stuff that literally was like yeah you're you're actually not that good when it wasn't mom bringing you down to humbleness I guess you could call it it was other people remember the dude I, I want to say names but I'm not going to say names remember the dude you went out with in Nympho Lake yes he was just yes. like yeah you're hot but I'm hotter like mm, who the fuck are you and then he <laughs> fucking cheats on you 
with one of our friends like right while you're there like what the fuck man you just yeah you're not yeah you yeah but you're not that great who the fuck do you think you are let me show you because i'm yes. better right and then multiple cheat-ons but like also like what's your problem it's just like you know messaging chicks dirty shit on tinder is just like porn yep and then you buy it like oh yeah you're right I didn't say yeah you're right fair. I said fair. I was willing to work around it fair fair no that's called incompatibility because I don't like my dude like having sexual conversations with other people no no yeah that to me was total cheating and fair and for me, it was my choice to continue in that relationship, regardless of that. Fair. And I, I mean, there's lots of us who do that. I also don't want him to hear this and be like, you motherfucking <laughs> bitches. But like, at the same time, it's the truth of what happened. It is. It is. It is. Yep. And that you let that in. That was, I think, I don't know. I think the love of your life. So far, you mean how much I, yeah, I loved him more than I loved anyone else before. I don't know that I was capable of loving anyone right. the way that I was able to love him. Yeah. So yeah, so far he has been the one I love the most. Probably why I put up with that shit. Cause I mean, normally you don't, I don't, I'm not that person. If it happened with my ex-husband, I told him I would have left him immediately. Your mom modeled it. Yeah. You know? This maybe yeah. allows you to look into a little bit of her fucking story too, right? Like she stayed with a man that constantly cheated on her and did shit like yeah. that and then gaslit her. Mm -hmm. Like that, like, what's your problem? <laughs> Do you want to know what my problem <laughs> yeah. is? But like, no, it's just like porn. You know, it's like so similar. We, we, she demonstrated how you put on your cheating pants right he did let them put their cheating pants on yes yeah yeah it's just like yeah. whoa so you have to heal the three-year-old and then the four-year-old and then the five-year-old that's why this work is like a fucking onion but just remember the core wound happened at three that's the deepest healing you can do and that really looks like all right do you want to do it right here now on the on the podcast i mean we can see if we end up deleting it or allowing it to continue to play out so okay <laughs> all right so let's like, see where we go with this come back to the original position of like sitting there and roll your shoulders down your spine and come back to the memory where you're a little kid someone just said something really nice to you and you felt like yeah you maybe strutted away and you're knocked off your fucking horse you're not that great anyways like who the fuck do you think you are I'll show you probably from a place of like, whatever, it doesn't even matter. There you are, feel it in your body. Now I need to hear what that three-year-old needs to hear from you. I hear like a lot of like, it doesn't matter what you say now because you've already said what you said. If that hadn't been said, 
that little girl needed like yeah you are look how awesome you are little girl what if the three-year-old is bawling her fucking eyes out she comes to you like total head down and says i'm really not that good anyways what would you say to her right now like imagine her in front of you three years old it can be any three-year-old you want is like literally fuck dude i'm a piece of shit it would be very oh honey i'm so sorry that you feel that way you are incredibly loved and you are amazing you are beautiful Okay, close your fucking eyes because you're now going outside yourself instead of saying this to your three-year-old. Now imagine your three-year-old coming up to you and now say that to her. Oh, honey, it's okay. You are beautiful. You are amazing. You are exceptional. You're a wonderful little human being and you're very loved. I want to add like Meredy strut that shit for the rest of your life because you are beautiful and I think that you should own it. Those words felt good for sure. Now you have to imagine your little three-year-old just like strutting it. I feel like as soon as you said it, she was like, yeah, yeah I am. Fuck yeah. <laughs> because isn't that like a three-year-old too? Like, okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it felt like. Yeah. Like she was like, yes, I am. Yeah. Watch me go. I'm going to go back to strutting. Great. So now just to keep with it so that everybody can do this at home is like the next piece is the next time that you're fucking dating, Meredy. And you either see a douchebag and you're like, oh, he's hot. <laughs> or like be like, okay, how old am I right now? Because he's not hot. I'm attracted to that. There's a really good book called um, The Seed of the Soul. It is on Audible. Meredy and I share an Audible. Mm -hmm. I have, yes, and I have read it. Actually, I've read three quarters of it. I have not finished that book. It talks about sexual attraction and sex being power over. And so we're attracted to people that we will have power over when we're unconscious. And so the idea is, to, so that's it. Like you're attracted to him because you want to change him, whoever him is. The last one, the one before, this one that you just were talking to, like, you're like, yeah, okay, I can fucking change you. You need me, right? Because that's what your three-year-old wants is to be needed. And so that it's like, okay, wait, how old am I right now? <laughs> because I can clearly see this is douchebag. So this is pattern, right? And then reframing, because even in my life right now, what I recognize is like, I think things are boring. And so I create chaos because that's what I'm used to. And what I'm doing now is like, wait, I don't know healthy. I've never known healthy. I'm a crazy bitch too. Like, let's just throw that out there. I haven't been perfect in my relationships. I've like fucked a lot of shit up and been a crazy bitch. And that's, it is what it is. And like labels and blah, blah, blah. But like, okay. What's happening right here is like, I don't know healthy. And I think and I call it boring. So now I need to reframe boring into healthy. 
So now I have to be present because I can switch from this thinking. This is the negative uh, ignorance of me not recognizing that I want to do just because he's hot. And that is because he's a douchebag to over to like, oh, knowing. Okay. And then that's listening to the body when you're talking to someone. And just like the last one, you're starting to get annoyed. It's like, okay, set up the boundaries because they're actually, they're not necessarily about the person. They're about boundaries. Like, thank you so much. I didn't actually ask for your opinion. If he gets really mad, that's a red flag. You have a conversation about it. He doesn't want to see it any other way. Do you need to fucking change him? No, you need to leave and not talk to him again. Bye. Because that's not the kind of dude you want to be with. And you're not going to make the yeah. kind of dude you want to be with. He's already in existence. Yeah. Mic drop. Not <laughs> right in that moment. Okay. I'm going to stop. I think that's it. thank you for joining us on this spirited journey today we hope you enjoyed diving into the world of self-improvement with us two sisters who found their own unique paths Remember, life is a tapestry of experiences and it's how we embrace them that makes all the difference. So whether you're on your yoga mat, exploring mindfulness or simply navigating life's twists and turns, always keep that spirit and sass alive. We are Kalin and Nerdy Lockoff and we're here to remind you that happiness and abundance are within reach. Stay connected with us on social media and keep those questions and stories coming. We love hearing from you. Until next time, beautiful souls, keep doing the work, keep sharing your experiences, and keep living a life that's authentically you. And never forget to add a little extra sass to your day. Spirit and sass, always.